Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Neiman check on the outside. Oh, Geyer in the middle. Custer on the bottom three wide for the lead of the title. Neiman check gives way. Oh, Geyer and Custer up the track. One more lap in the season. Here they come. Three wide across the line. Give the advantage to Cole Custer as they head to one. Oh, Geyer's got second. He crosses over, trying to get back to the rear bumper. Sheldon Creed is up the inside to go to third as Cole Custer begins to pull away in turn two. John Hunter Nemechek is not a factor. He's backsliding. Allgaier not a factor. Here comes Cole Custer off the end of the back straightaway with the lead. He's got two car links in hand. Off turn four, checkered flag in the air as Nemechek pounds the wall. Cole Custer wins, and Cole Custer will win the championship for the NASCAR Xfinity Series 2023. It means the world. I mean, you know, being so close a couple times at this and, and you know, how the last few years have gone. I mean, these guys still believe in me and giving me really fast race cars. I'm so proud of everybody. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we welcome you to Champions Week. It's going to take place in Nashville. This is where we're going to crown all the champions from the 2023 NASCAR season. On today's show, we're going to honor Ryan Blaney, Cole Custer, and Ben Rhodes. We'll revisit some of their biggest moments of their NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series championship seasons. We're also going to examine Ford's championship legacy in nascar they ran the table in phoenix they obviously won the cup title the xfinity and the truck title jason toy will sit down and visit with nascar craftsman truck series rookie of the year nick sanchez and we'll have a whole lot more for you on today's show but first kyle ricky is here for the check of the latest headlines in nascar kyle Mike, after winning the inaugural Chicago Street Race in his first NASCAR Cup Series start, Trackhouse Racing and Shane Van Gisbergen announced that the Wheelman would compete in NASCAR's three national series in a diverse capacity in 2024. One thing that team owner Justin Marks has planned for the street course ace is a stint of grassroots racing. A guy like Shane coming over who's who's driven one oval track race in his life at Indy last year, you know, he's, he's, he's not 21 years old. I mean, he needs to be thrown into the deep end 
event and have a very, very diverse exposure to racing. And and so, you know, he's going to be in a cup car next year. He's going to be in an Xfinity car next year. And I think that those experiences and opportunities, he can take advantage of those by also supplementing it with experience on short tracks because it's some of the hardest and best racing that there is in the country. So, you know, we're, we're building a schedule for him that's going to be late models all the way to cup and everything in between because we got to make up for lost time. So it's 100% in the cards. Van Gisbergen has made just one oval start where he finished 19th this past August in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. Silly season continues to unfold and another team has made headlines. Sam Hunt Racing will have a new look next year in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Kaz Grala, who ran full-time for the organization in 2023, will not return for another slate. Grala earned two top fives and nine top tens this past season and has yet to announce his plans for 2024. Sam Hunt Racing still plans to field two cars in the series next year as a driver lineup has yet to be determined. And Stuart Haas Racing has announced that Mahindra Ag North America has extended its partnership with the organization. The company will continue to feature Mahindra Tractors as the anchor sponsor for NASCAR Cup Series driver Chase Briscoe and the number 14 team in a multi-year agreement. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll relive some of the biggest moments from Ryan Blaney's magical 2023 season. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. He's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Thursday night, Ryan Blaney will take the stage in Nashville as NASCAR Cup Series champion. The year for Ryan didn't always look like it was going to be a championship season, but Ryan and his team stepped up in the biggest moments possible. Let's take a trip down memory lane through Ryan Blaney's 2023. Ryan, first off, congratulations on a big win last Monday in the Coca-Cola 600. Well, I really appreciate it. You know what we don't have to discuss today, Ryan? A 59-race winless streak. Yeah, I'm so happy I don't have to answer that question anymore. You know, when are you going to win next? And why haven't you won? And, uh, you know, that stuff can kind of, you know, it's not like we're sitting around wanting to go this long without a win. You know, you try every week just as hard as we did on Monday. And, and just sometimes things just don't come together and make mistakes or or maybe, you know, your group is not fast enough to win at a certain time. You think everyone's everything's kind of clicking, but maybe your cars don't have the speed. Or like I said, sometimes, you know, drivers get in slumps to where they're not performing at their best. And, you know, all that stuff just kind of adds up. And before you know it, you're sitting on a, a long time without winning. So uh, it's just nice to get back to victory lane. It's cool to win, you know, with Jonathan Hassler. I know we won the all-star race last year, but really cool to get our first you know, points win together. He's done a great job here, you know, in the first year and a half we've been working together and, you know, done some really cool things and, and hopefully we can continue to do more. Talladega, does the atmosphere change between the spring race and then the fall playoff race there? Yeah, I think it does a little bit, you know, with the fall race to Talladega. Um, it kind of just depends how people approach it. You know, I feel like some people always, it's like split of how some teams and drivers approach that weekend. You know, whether you just kind of hang around and, and try to finish the race or you try to be aggressive and get stage points and, and control the race. I feel like that's kind of how we've approached it is try to lead laps, control the race, you know, try to win stages. And then, you know, it's just so hard to come from the back now. 
But yeah, the dynamic changes a little bit. Kevin Harvick to the bottom of the racetrack, side by side for the lead. Harvick now breaks out in front. He'll throw the block on Blaney. Blaney changes lanes back to the bottom. Breathtaking racing to end the day here in Talladega. Here's Blaney along the inside lane. He's got the lead. William Byron right behind him. Harvick loses two positions. He's third. Racing off the corner for the final time. Ryan Blaney heads the field to the trioval. But the middle lane has momentum. It's Kevin Harvick. He'll pull even in the trioval. Here they come to the line. Checkered flag goes in the air. They're crashing behind them. Checkers is out. Photo finishes. Cars spin and uh, hit the outside wall. Ryan Blaney by one one hundredth of a second will win the Yellowwood 500. Ryan Blaney for the third time in your career, and maybe this was a big one with the playoffs. You're a winner at Talladega. A lot of good teamwork and some good pushes. Uh, you know, Riley Herbst did a great job of kind of getting the keeping the top lane going, and you know he, he did a good job at that. And, and then just drag racing Kevin there at the line, and just luckily I got clear by just enough to get to the bottom and got to the lead in a row, you know, and, and able to. To, to kind of drag race it out with him. So uh, overall, just a fun day. Uh, that's for sure. A huge day after a mistake last week. And uh, so a lot of great help by all the force today. I got to say thanks to those guys. They made it happen. And cool to win three times at Talladega. In front of a sold-out crowd here at the Martinsville Speedway, it is time to determine who will be racing for a championship next week. 500 laps it is. The Xfinity 500, and we are under the green flag. Got a new race leader, lap 195, Ryan. Blaney and the Ford Mustang has gone to the point over Denny Hamlin. And now it's beginning to pull away down the back straightaway. He drives around the Dillon machine. Denny Hamlin still has been unable to do that. Ryan Blaney's gone immediately by five car lengths. Side by side for the lead. Blaney by maybe half a car length on the inside. Hamlin's going to duck to the bottom. Oh, he gets into Blaney. Blaney fishtails three, four times getting into the corner. And Denny Hamlin will take advantage to jump to the bottom. Up to the ra- up the racetrack goes Blaney. Bottom of the racetrack goes Hamlin side by side. They go back to the corner. Inadvertent contact as Hamlin crossed over at the exit of two, but it loosened Blaney up enough for Denny to get to the bottom. Blaney, though, is going to power back around the outside, and he'll take the lead. To the bottom of the racetrack, off turn four, off the corner. He does have enough Sunoco fuel. Checkered flag is out. Ryan Blaney wins the Xfinity 500 at the Martinsville Speedway. Ryan Blaney and Team Penske, part of the championship four at Phoenix. Ryan Blaney joining us how have you embraced the moment so far it's been a short week you know but it has been a a good week honestly and uh, i've been trying to i gotta keep reminding myself like you know have fun and appreciate it you know because it is special to be able to race for a championship you know everybody else that's not a part of it they wish they were in your shoes so you really have to appreciate you know the work you've done to get here battle for second but this has championship implications written all over it ryan blaney down to the inside on william byron blaney's got the bottom blaney trying to cover up byron trying to crowd him down a little lower maybe pack some air onto that right front corner they're side by side into turn number one blaney by a wheel let's see if byron can riley back on the outside he can't do it he cannot do it put blaney into the number two position but number one among the championship four as he races back to the corner how about this now different strategy trying to win a race and kyle larson and his pit crew got the job done as far as the championship drivers concerned larson is now two cars in front of byron who's one car in front of ryan blaney and here he is he's on larson's back bumper he'll go to the outside of larson in three he's trying to get in that 
clean air. He's trying to get on the outside of Larson to get that downforce, keep that speed going. That's what Blaney keeps doing. Oh, Larson almost wrecks. Coming past the start finish line, dead sideways. Blaney's up alongside him as they get into turn one. Larson dove down to the apron and nearly lost it. Now he drifts up. Contact between the two. Larson shoves Blaney wide, but Ryan keeps a foot in the door. Ryan Blaney did not lift. They are side by side. Fender out in front for Ryan Blaney in this battle for second. For the championship with 20 laps to go. The battle for second is the battle for the championship. The advantage goes to Ryan Blaney. Here they come off the front straightaway. Blaney gets the spot. He'll pull away by half a car length. Ross Chastain will win the season finale at the Phoenix Raceway and right behind your 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion is Ryan Blaney taking Team Penske to uh, a championship opportunity. He wins a championship. Ryan Blaney does with Team Penske. Let the celebration begin. Coming up, we'll revisit Cole Custer's triumphant return to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Cole Custer's return to the NASCAR Xfinity Series in 2023 was pretty special. The general was a road course ace early in the year and then became a champion by winning a thrilling Xfinity Series championship race at the Phoenix Raceway. Let's relive some of Cole's biggest moments of the year on the track and here with us on the Motor Racing Network. Cole Custer making his return to full-time Xfinity Series competition. So uh, you left off in the Xfinity Series being one of the best drivers in the field. You feel like you've got a shot here to, to go for all of it and, and maybe start the year with a win here in Daytona. I mean, obviously that's the plan. You know, uh, we uh, we have a really fast car today, our Hustle Nation Mustang, but uh, we'll see what we can do. We just got to stay out of the wrecks, obviously. It's easier said than done, um, but we got to take it one step at a time. And I think if we, if we hit our marks and cross all the T's and dot all the I's, we'll have a shot at a championship here. We just got to... We just got to stay out of trouble and mind our own business. Allgaier driving deep into turn number 10. It's down the one car length. He's right there. Right on the back bumper of Cole Custer as they go to turn 11. Custer hugs the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Allgaier looking drivers right off the corner. Here we come. Off turn number 12. Going to be a drag race to the line. Custer's got the command out in front. Allgaier's on his bumper, but he's not going to get there. Cole Custer, your winner at the Pacific Automation 147 at Portland International Raceway. His first win since California in 2022. All right, Cole, you get your first victory of the season in overtime at Portland. How important was that win for you and for the team? It was huge. I mean, just to get that off our shoulders, you know, I mean, we going into this year expected to obviously be competing for wins every single weekend and we've run good. We've run in the top five and been competitive, um, but really to seal the deal this weekend and, and finally get our first trophy, that that means a lot. Um, so we can really take that confidence into the rest of the year and um, try and really put some more wins down. 
NASCAR has made the decision to declare Cole Custer the winner of the Loop 121 on the Chicago Street Course. So congratulations to Cole Custer and his team. They are the inaugural winners of the NASCAR Chicago Street Race right here in downtown Chicago. Because you guys have been strong on road courses, I would think that you're happy. There are eight on the schedule this year, the most ever. You know, has that made the season more interesting? Has it made it better for you guys, more challenging? How does that affect not only preparation, but just the season in general, going back and forth between ovals and road courses? Well, it definitely makes you put a lot of emphasis on it. You know, we've worked really hard on our road course stuff this year to make sure that we're, we have everything that we need going to the racetrack to go and win um, from the, you know, braking and setup and uh, motors and just everything involved. You know, we have a really good road course package right now, I feel like. And um, it just, the thing that comes to road course though is that there's a lot of chaos. So even if you have a really fast car, things can go wrong with strategy and, guys wrecking on restarts and just people going off course and there's just so many variables at road courses that it brings a lot of you know unpredictability so um it definitely jumbles up the season a little bit cole custer fourth seed entering the playoffs 11 points above the cut line when you look back at the regular season if you were a teacher what grade would you give yourself in this race team as we enter the postseason i'd say like an a minus you know we've uh we've built a lot this year i feel like overall we uh we didn't start out exactly how we wanted to but we really built a a good team throughout the season and i think uh, going into the playoffs we have all the speed that we need to go and compete how we need to for for a championship but uh it's just a matter of putting all the details together now cole custer on fire but he will advance and race for a championship he had to put the car in reverse and go 50 feet backwards on fire to finish the race and cole custer does it. Custer will get in by six points on fire going backwards at Martinsville Speedway. Wild finish that included flames and putting the car in reverse to cross the finish line. Cole, just describe what was going through your mind when you were sitting there and everybody screaming at you. Put in reverse, you got to cross the finish line. Just Did you know at that moment you had to do that to be in? I didn't know. I mean, I was just, I saw Austin. I think everybody was trying to start their cars up to try and get across the lines. Like, I, I got to get going here. And uh, just luckily it fired up. I mean, I can't think Doug Yates and everybody at Roush Yates Motors enough. I mean, they uh, built a great, really durable engine. I'm sorry we were so hard on it today, uh, but um, I'm just awesome to be in the Final Four. I mean, everybody that put, put, puts things into this team is just awesome how much better we've gotten through the year. And um, JT and everybody, uh, Gene Haas, everybody at Haas Automation, Tony Stewart, um, it's awesome to be in the Final Four and have a shot at it. Green, white, checkered flag to settle it here tonight under the lights at the Phoenix Raceway. Who wins? Who wins a championship? Let's find out together. Here is Alex Hayden. Coming to the Geico restart zone. Cole Custer, the first to get on the gas. John Hunter Nemechek will ride right beside him. They'll race down to the flat of the racetrack, and the battle is on for the lead in the championship. Allgaier three wide to the outside. There may have been contact. Nemechek strides through on the bottom. He goes way wide. Allgaier crosses him over. Four wide, the championship contenders. Nemechek on the outside. Allgaier in the middle. Custer on the bottom. Three wide for the lead of the title. One more lap in the season. Here they come. Three wide across the line. Give the advantage to Cole Custer as they head to one. Allgaier's got second. He crosses over, trying to get back to the rear bumper. Sheldon Creed is up the inside to go to third as Cole Custer begins to pull away in turn two. John Hunter 
Klimacek is not a factor. He's backsliding. Allgaier, not a factor. Here comes Cole Custer off the end of the back straightaway with the lead. He's got two car links in hand. Off turn four, checkered flag in the air as Klimacek pounds the wall. Cole Custer wins, and Cole Custer will win the championship for the NASCAR Xfinity Series 2023. What were the emotions like? I mean, I guess for every race car driver, it's different. Sometimes it's right when you're crossing the start-finish line. Sometimes it takes a minute when you get out of the race car. When did it hit for you that you're a NASCAR Xfinity Series champion? I mean, definitely coming off turn four, it was just, you know, that's what every driver wants to hear. My spotter actually didn't even tell me that it was the last lap, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, he didn't want to jinx it, I guess, until we crossed the line. But um, once we crossed the line, it was like, man, like it's all the work that everybody put into it, this deal. I mean, my dad's been a part of it since, you know, this whole deal started at this team. So to be a part of a championship team with him is pretty amazing. And um, to do it with this group of guys that truly wanted to get better and better and better throughout the year and, and build this into a championship team was um, just, just amazing to be a part of. MRM once again congratulates our very own guest analyst Cole Custer on his NASCAR Xfinity Series championship. Can't wait to hear his speech on Thursday night. Coming up, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion Ben Rhodes will be in the spotlight. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. When Ben Rhodes won the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Championship a few weeks ago, he joined the likes of Ron Hornaday Jr., Jack Sprague, and Matt Crafton as multiple-time champions in the series. Let's take a listen back to Ben's best moments on and off the track in 2023. A lot of drivers through all of NASCAR's top series have a championship, a being single. Not a lot have multi championships what would it mean to you and what would it say about you as a driver to be a multi-time champion it mean mean a lot i mean it's it feels like winning a championship just getting to phoenix right just getting there is so difficult and then you know the icing on the cake is winning the championship like i I can't even no it's not even that you can't even compare it to that really getting there is one thing but then winning the championships another Uh, you know fourth third second Nobody remembers those people. You, you know, nobody knows who was almost the champion, right? Um, unless it was some major story. For the most part, they go, you know, they're swept away and he, nobody knows about it. So I'm not going to say checkers or wreckers. That's a bad attitude. But certainly you can take more risk in Phoenix to make it happen. But it would mean the world to me. I don't really know how to put it into you know into words but we put our whole lives into this and you go an entire year of work and dedication and to finish second really sucks i experienced that last year (laughs) you know i was like 300 feet away from the white flag when the caution came out and that was like a missed missed championship right or it feels that way Mm -hmm. not saying it is just feels that way but you go in a whole year putting in the work for it and not to mention all your life that it took to get to this point and um it's a weird sport weird thing we do right everything is a matter of seconds milliseconds 
and it changes your whole life on how it plays out. Very weird. I don't know any other careers that really operate like that. Rhodes off turn four, hoping he can get to the white flag before anybody has a problem. It's in the air. He takes it. Ben Rhodes, the race leader, the next flag ends it. Ben Rhodes all by himself in the turn number one for the final time here in Charlotte. A couple of lap trucks lie just ahead as he exits turn number two. The race for second heats up once again, but it won't matter behind race leader Ben Rhodes. Final time for Ben Rhodes. His bright orange F-150 to the bottom of the racetrack this time through three and four looking for that checkered flag. Ben Rhodes all by himself off turn number four. The Ford drought is over. Ben Rhodes goes to victory lane for the first time this season. He wins the North Carolina Education Lottery 200. This is your first win of the season. You were pretty solidly in the playoff picture before this. Now you're all but locked in. How important did this win come with just five races to go before the playoffs start? Well, I'm not going to say I was getting worried, but I was starting to feel a little bit of the pressure. Um, you know, and, and it wouldn't have been like that if it wasn't for like the last three races. We got, uh, we somehow found ourselves getting wrecked. We'd run the high side, get wrecked. We'd run the bottom, get wrecked. And lo and behold, here we are recovering. And I can't think of a sweeter way to do it. These guys have worked their absolute butts off. Again, being up north, we have a different set of challenges, right? And my guys work 10 times harder, I think, to, to fulfill that. And you know, they deserve it. I'm just so happy for them. I, it's 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 all theirs. So, you know, I'm happy. And here we come back to the checkered flag. They are four wide for second, but up front and with the win is Christian Eckes with a power move off of turn number two. And Christian Eckes has won the Kansas Lottery 200. Tanner, or make that Taylor Gray, will come across the line in second. Matt DiBenedetto in third and advancing to the round of eight, Alex Hayden. Would be Ben Rhodes by five points over Matt DiBenedetto. Ben Rhodes will continue on in the playoff. All in all, we still advance the next round. We've got some, some better racetracks coming up. Um, looking forward to making it through there. But, yeah, really fast race tonight. A lot of crazy action, and we're pretty unstable. So it was, uh, it was tough. I was hanging on all night long. If you look back at last year, we were in the this, this same situation pretty much. We came in just below the cut line, and we started on the pole. There's the metric. Uh, qualifying was being rained out. So we start on the pole. Wow, huge blessing there, right? And then we win stage one. Okay, so there's 10 points. And then by the end of the race, I think we're, I don't know, running like seven, and something like that. And we end up getting in by one point, right? And then at Phoenix, you know, we almost win the darn thing, and we end up finishing second. So... You just never know with this playoff format. It's so crazy all the time. Here's Nick Sanchez. He'll pass Marco Andretti to get another spot to the checkered flag. So that's one more point for Sanchez. Ben Rhodes will flash by the finish line. Rhodes will finish third. And unofficially, Ben Rhodes by one point will race for a championship. Corey Heim, both winners in this round. They are going to be in Phoenix as championship contenders along with Grant Enfinger and Ben Ben Rhodes, who gets in by one point. What a call by the Ben Rhodes team to go 81 laps, hoping it stayed green, and it did. Ben Rhodes also part of the championship four. Here they come into turns three and four. We're going to truck in the wall, pounding the outside wall in turn three, and the white flag is out. This race will end. The field rumbles back to turn number one. Here they come into turn number one. Final time for Christian Eckes. He's got the lead by about three truck lengths. We'll find Ben Rhodes. He is about to be passed by Grant Enfinger. Here comes Enfinger to the bottom. Enfinger. 
Eager to the bottom of the back straightaway, racing for the title while Christian Eckes leads him back to the corner. Eckes is going to win here tonight under the lights. Checkered flag is out. He wins for the championship. It is Ben Rhodes by a truck length over Grant Enfinger. Ben Rhodes, a two-time Craftsman Truck Series champion by inches over Grant Enfinger. For the fifth time, a driver has won multiple championships in the Craftsman Truck Series, and it took all he had for Ben Rhodes, a wounded race truck. Ben, you just said, did we really just win this thing? What were your emotions those final what four restarts you had a wounded race car and everything like that oh, I was so angry I didn't even know I'd be happy if I won at this point I was so mad about it I just couldn't believe that every single time there's a caution and what the heck uh, uh, the restart that I've wadded the front end up from the mischief in front of me who could have planned that out right so I don't know just grateful to be here all of our partners they make this possible you got reunited with Rich Lucius a couple weeks ago in the playoffs, and it felt like old times. How critical has he been in this championship run, making the right calls, especially with those four tires there, one of the last restarts? Yeah, it's been super critical. I mean, the guy the guy makes the calls when they matter, and that's what we need in the playoffs. It's crunch time, the pressure's on, and he does it, so delivers. The party in 2021 was big. What's it going to be like celebrating here number two? You just wait and see. There you have it. We've honored all the champions from 2023. Ryan Blaney, Cole Custer, and Ben Rhodes. Coming up, we're going to take a swing into the manufacturer arena and take a look at Ford's championship legacy in NASCAR. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The only thing that all three of our 2023 champions had in common is that they were behind the wheel of Fords. Though sweeping the championship was a crowning moment for the Blue Ovals, the manufacturer's championship legacy stretches back through the majority of NASCAR's 75 years. Let's revisit some of their title-winning moments, starting with Bill Elliott's 1988 Cup Series championship. For Rusty, he'll tie Bill Elliott for the most wins this year. It will be six apiece as across the stripe comes the Wallace car, the checkered flag from Harold Kinder. And here comes Bill Elliott as he'll pick up the Winston Cup championship that he has worked so very hard for. Boy, Bill Elliott, what a long time coming. Congratulations. Well, the thing about it is we brought it back to Georgie, you know, for all the guys back to shop, for Harry Melling, you know, for Coors, Motorcraft, Ford, for the people at Austinville, and for the, all the state of Georgia. Here we are. Elliott is going to win the battle. Kulwick is going to win the war. Here's Bill Elliott into turn number three and four. Kulwicki is halfway down the back straightaway. Bill Elliott has done everything he possibly could do to win the Winston Cup championship, but he will come up a little short. He will win the race as he swings across the line to take the checkered flag. Here comes Alan Kulwicki out of turn number four, the new Winston Cup champion. All he needs to do, 200 feet, he does it across 
the line, and Alan Kowicki has won the Winston Cup Championship. As Bill Elliott wins the Hooters 500, and Alan Kowicki does the 1992 Winston Cup Championship dance. And we'll find out here shortly whether Alan begins to do, well, here he is, he's making the turn. He's going to do that Polish victory lap here. Alan Kowicki will turn around on the racetrack, and he is going to do a lap in the wrong direction. He's not backing up, but he is going around the racetrack to turn four, then to turn three, turn two, and turn one. The Polish victory lap, as he calls it, emblematic of the 1992 NASCAR Winston Cup Championship. Here comes Tony Stewart off turn number four, down to the start-finish line to win the Pennzoil 400, doing what no other NASCAR Winston Cup rookie has ever done, winning three races in his rookie season. He'll win the Ray Besta's rookie honors and posting his third win of the year. As far as Dale Jarrett, he is the 1999 NASCAR Winston Cup champion. You're the champion. How does it feel? Fantastic. Uh, just got to thank God for the talents of this race team and uh, putting me here with this group of people. Uh, Robert and Carolyn Yates, Doug Yates, Todd Parrott, this entire organization done such a fantastic job. Thank my family uh, for their support. Certainly Ford Motor Company, uh, Ford Quality Care, Ford Credit, Coca-Cola, everybody involved here. Fleetwood RVs, Planters Peanuts. It just takes an entire group of people and sponsors to make this happen. You know, we want to look back and thank two guys that helped bring this organization to where it is. Uh, Davey Allison of getting this all started and then uh, Ernie Irvin for his contribution in making this a winning operation. And uh, without their talents and their support, uh, we'd have never gotten this far. And uh, we just want to make sure that uh, those guys are remembered for being a part of this. And uh, this is just fantastic. Now let's hear from our 2002 NASCAR Bush Series champion, Greg Biffle. Getting a big swig of Coke. What Joe Moore just said, it's got to be music to your ears. 2002 NASCAR Bush Series champion. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. I tell you, it's been a long season. And uh, Jason Keller, what a competitor uh, put a lot of pressure on me today made me run my tires too hard uh, Scott Wimmer had a great car there uh, got us at the end but uh, I tell you what I had a great uh, great time out here in Phoenix I will every time and look forward to coming back next year in a Winston Cup car and uh, just want to thank everybody who made this possible you know Granger and Roush and uh, you know Jack I'm just uh, I'm happy he's with us this year and uh, you know my mom and dad and uh, Benny Parsons my brother everybody family been supportive uh, just excited to uh, get my second title. He's done it here today at the North Carolina Speedway, winning the Pop Secret Microwave Popcorn 400. Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, Jeremy Mayfield, Matt Kenseth, the new Winston Cup champion, and Ryan Newman. That is the top five. Jack Roush, first-time championship. Congratulations. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of in shock over the whole deal. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like breaking through a plate glass window. There's a lot of pain getting through it, and I don't know what it's going to be like on the other side, but I've been looking through the window for a while. Greg Biffle all by himself up front. Leaders are single file nose to tail. Kurt Busch not being pressured. Here's Biffle coming into the corner. Greg Biffle all by himself. Biffle's going to win the battle and Busch will win the war. Greg Biffle coming off turn four down to the start finish line. He's been the strongest man all day. He'll win the season ending Ford 400 in a Ford. Jimmy Johnson crosses the line in second. Jeff Gordon third. Tony Stewart finishes in fourth. And fifth is Kurt Busch and he is the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series champion. Congratulations, Kurt. Thank you so much. It's unbelievable to be able to put such an effort into what it takes to make a championship caliber team. Many things have to fall into place. 
Jimmy Fenning as true as a leader gets. And he really helped me understand what I needed to do with a race car to make it go fast. For our team, our sponsors, Sharpie and Irwin, and all of our associates, it's wonderful. The final lap for Joey Logano. He'll see the white flag at the start-finish line. One more trip around. He's back in one. The happiest lap of Joey Logano's career is underway. Nobody to deal with. No threats on the back bumper. Joey Logano is going to take Dean Penske to victory lane in the championship. What a year for Joey Logano. And he caps it off with a win at Homestead Miami Speedway. Tonight, he will win the battle, and he will win the South Florida. Joey said the other day, it's the big three and me. Well, me's the one who's going to win it. Joey Logano in his 10th full-time season in the Cup Series is going to win at Ford EcoBoost 400 and the 2018 Series Championship. The most unlikely of the four coming in is the one who prevails. Joey's taking Team Penske to the championship. Joey, your thoughts. You've been working for this your entire life. Now you're here. How does the reality feel better than I thought it's amazing you just we work so hard at it you uh, not just me but this whole team we we don't just commit weekends we commit all, all year long every day of the week and uh, man it just shows that when you give us a little bit of time to prep we're right where we need to be so man what a what a great team what a great race car I, I really honestly don't know what to say it's just an amazing uh, Amazing day. Ryan Blaney, your number one championship contender, following him through. Ross Chastain will win the season finale at the Phoenix Raceway. And right behind your 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion is Ryan Blaney. He wins the championship. Ryan Blaney does with Team Penske. Let the celebration begin. Another hearty congratulations to the Ford Motor Company, Edsel Ford, Mark Rushbrook, Doug Yates over at Roush Yates Engines, and everyone involved in their spectacular year. Coming up, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Rookie of the Year, Nick Sanchez will stop by. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This week in Nashville, it won't be just champions that are honored. The Rookies of the Year in Cup, Xfinity, and the Truck Series will be in focus on Thursday night as well. The winner of that award of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is Nick Sanchez. Nick joined Jason Toy to discuss his eventful rookie season and the changes that are in store for 2024. Nick, congratulations on a fantastic rookie year in the Truck Series. I know you didn't achieve all the goals that you wanted to, but for a rookie coming into this series and one of NASCAR's uh, top three levels, you got to be very happy with the way things came out this year. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, you know, the season was all right. You know, as you pointed on, you know, we had some bright spots, but also, you know, we have some things, uh, me, me, myself, that I want to be better at. And some things I need to accomplish for next year. But uh, yeah, overall, it was a good learning year and a good first year in the truck series. Let's talk about what you learned in the first uh, full year of the truck. Now, you had some starts before that, but now that you ran that full gauntlet of the entire season, what stood out different to you than what you anticipated going in? Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I think this year was pretty, uh, it was definitely different for me. Uh, you know, the years past in ARCA and then uh, my stint in the Xfinity series, you know, rolling up to Daytona, I'd never been in a truck. So it, there was really a lot of unknowns and I know it's quite a bit different from anything I've ever driven. Uh, but, you know, I think this year was definitely different uh, for years past because I think I was in the fastest vehicle finally, right? You know, I was learning how to lose races more than I was learning how to win races. And I think, you know, I accomplished everything I wanted to in the regard of speed, um, but I didn't harness that exactly where I needed to in closing out races and finishing where I, where I should have finished, honestly. Um, and I look back at multiple races as uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh, but I think that's part of the learning process I've been through this year um, in that regard. All right, let's put it on a, on, a, on a grading level like you're in school. What would you give you and, and your team's performance in, in year number one? What kind of a grade level would you give it? I think I'd give myself a B minus, right? You know, I think, like I said, there, there's many things in my career that I've never accomplished that I accomplished this year. You know, I think I might have had two poles my whole career and we were amazing in that category. But I, I think B minus because execution, right? You know, the end of the races and just... Uh, predicting balance at the end of the races and just late race restarts. And I think that's more in the middle of the year. At the end of the year, we, we really started to, to get in a good place, um, but I think it was too late. But I think you could always look back on a year and, you know, nitpick every little thing. And there's a lot of things I can nitpick as a driver that I did to keep myself from winning. You know, in this year, and, and, and obviously the videos have been out there and everything, it was a very, it was emotional race at Talladega. How did, what did you learn from that situation moving forward and how to race other people and the emotions that you, know, you have to go into this level of racing? I mean, you know, for me, I, I'm pretty good about keeping emotions out of it, right? You know, I think I would call that passion at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's just standing up for yourself, right? You know, I'm not going to get pushed around out there. Um, you know, I... I, I held the line and, uh, you know, I understand his frustration, but, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things where, you know, that was passion and, you know, I'm not going to be pushed around. I'm not going to be hit, uh, and I'll fight back and, and, you know, you don't like to emulate things the way that they happen, but I, I think, you know, it needs to be done and you need to take a stand. And I did, and it is what it is. <laughs> It, all right, let's look ahead now. Obviously, now you can build on what you uh, what you did and accomplished, and things you didn't accomplish in 2023. You look ahead to 2024. Rev Racing has a little different look. You got Spire that is in with you guys now, and I, I thought it was great keeping the Rev Racing side of things because that is developmental deal that uh, the folks in development starting this program not only for drivers but also crew because you see a lot of the over the wall guys out there, guys and girls out there too, part of Rev. So, what's the makeup going to be like with Rev Racing and Spire now? as you roll in the 2024 yeah i mean look for me nothing changes right you know i think this really you know sets in stone you know that i'm committed to max eagle and rev racing and he's committed uh, to myself as a driver and uh you know with a sell with the sale of kbm that was our technical partner um and here here comes inspire and that's our new technical partner and obviously i'll have a new crew chief uh, i'll have a new engineer um, but I still have a core team uh, of guys that worked on my truck this past year that are going to be with me next year. So uh, not a lot changes, right? You know, I think uh, the technical partner Spire is the biggest thing, but, um, you know, still very much a part of Gainbridge. You know, they're, they're still going to be a sponsor and a primary exclusive partner on our truck the whole year. So there's not a lot of change for myself, um, just a little namesake change in a technical partner stuff and a new crew chief. But 
yeah, we'll be on our way and I'm really looking forward to next year. You talked about a new crew chief, Danny Stockman, the veteran crew chief, a champion crew chief was your guy taking you through the first year. And one thing I loved about Danny and his admiration that he had for you was what he talked about that you were you know, you were a rookie, but you were a guy that was very integral part of it. You wanted to know every nuance and everything that you could figure out and talk about with him as a crew chief in that communication. So Danny's obviously moving on to the back up to the next level. So what did you learn from Danny Stockman that you can carry over here into 2024 and the future? I mean, everything, right? You know, I, I when I first came into the shop uh, this time last year, you know, I, I knew nothing. Um, I went in there with a clean slate and, you know, Danny, Danny built a solid foundation for myself as a driver in so many of the areas that I struggled qualifying, you know, racing, just predicting race balance, Tim work, you know, all those things he, he, you know, he helped me work, work at it. And, you know, his experience as a crew chief obviously speaks for itself, but he definitely set the foundation for myself this year. And I think going into next year and, uh, by far as a driver, it's the most I've learned in a year, uh, just, you know, about, about the vehicle, you know, about different little nuances. So I'm definitely going to take all I learned with Danny and, you know, keep it with me for the rest of my career. Uh, it sucks. We don't get a second year, but, uh, I'm kind of used to, not having consistency as far as crew chiefs go you know i've never i've actually never had the same crew chief uh twice uh two years in a row so um that's not necessarily a good thing but it it also shows that you know we could adopt on the fly adapt on the fly and you know i like to think i'm pretty easy to work with so uh yeah uh, it sucks that we're not going to work together next year but you know we're i'm still gonna very much uh take everything he's taught me and implement it NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series driver Nick Sanchez here with us, Sunoco Rookie uh, of the Year. And I'll tell you what, Nick, let's talk uh, one thing here about the offseason. You'd always hear about stick and ball sports and other things about the preparation that goes into the season. You guys are athletes just like all the other you know stick and ball sports that are out there you've got that time off here through the month of november and december and january and february would be here before you know it what do you do what is your routine going to be like here the next three months to get physically ready but also mentally ready to roll into 2024 i mean you look for me nothing really changes you know i just got done with the run this morning you know all my weekly routines stay the same in the gym um you know i'm gonna be traveling a lot uh you know just different events different obligations but it stays the same you know i think i've actually done more sim time in the past three or four weeks than i have uh in season so it's kind of ironic how that works out when everyone thinks it's the off season but uh, in reality, I'm, I feel like I'm more busy, busy than I was in the in season. So nothing changes. And, you know, I just counted down the days till Daytona. Right. Um, you know, I think in this business and racing off season, you know, you're not racing, but it's not an off season. You're still very much uh, getting stuff done. Uh, and there's, there's so many things to get ready and to make sure are perfect uh, before we get to Daytona. All right, let's end things on a, on, a, on a high note here and some fun here. Of course, we're rolling into the holiday season. We just wrapped up Thanksgiving. Christmas will be here before you know it. What is a tradition around the Sanchez household when it comes to Christmas that you look forward to every year here? What, what, and then also, what's the one thing that has to be on that, 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 uh, that dining room table for you for Christmas dinner? Um, you know, 
I don't think we're going to get to it this year because we're going to be traveling, but we usually, you know, we usually cook a pig. Uh, that's kind of the Cuban yeah. thing. Uh, you cook a pig in Christmas um, or Noche Buena, the 24th. <laughs> uh, and that's something we've done in years past. But this year with us being out of town, probably not going to happen. But if we were in town with friends and family, that would definitely be something we were doing. Nick, congratulations on a fantastic year. Uh, looking forward to 2024 in the Craftsman Truck Series and looking forward to some big things. I know you're definitely going to be a championship contender. Congratulations and have a great offseason. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me and same to you. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we'll flash back to Cole Custer's first NASCAR victory. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Before we head for the exits, one final thing. Over the past few weeks, we've listened back to some early career highlights of Ryan Blaney and Ben Rhodes. This week, we figured we'd give Cole Custer a turn. Let's flash back to the fall of 2014 when a 16-year-old Cole Custer got his first Truck Series win at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Cole Custer trying to pull away now and put this race in the rearview mirror across the start-finish line. Custer has the lead by half a second in a one. Cole Custer with the advantage. The battle now is for the second spot. That bright yellow Toyota, Matt Crafton, digging on the bottom side of the racetrack, cannot pick up the position. And right now, Matt Crafton not giving up, but Bubba Wallace has got that preferred position and line going back into turn number three. It's going to be Crafton surging hard down to the inside, trying to loosen Bubba Wallace up. They battle hard. Change a little seat battle, but no change in the running order. That's the race for second. White flag in the win for Cole Custer. He leads by nine-tenths of a second back to one. The dominant truck is back up front here at New Hampshire. Cole Custer with the advantage. Wallace is second. Crafton is third. And Cole Custer just stretches that advantage out. Something we have seen him do all afternoon long. Not as quickly this time, but he has indeed done it. Custer hits his marks in turn three and four and sets sail for the checkered flag. He dominated early, had to fight back late as he comes out of turn number four. Cole Custer is a winner on the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series he wins the 17th annual UNOH 175 at New Hampshire. And that, my friends, is how a championship career is born. I'd like to thank Nick Sanchez for joining us on the show today. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you for joining us as well. Don't forget, download a new NASCAR Live wide open on Thursday, and we're back with more NASCAR Live next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downing, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.